0: everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Retberg.
1: And I'm Casey Muratori, And
0: I did the intro this week because Casey said I should do it sometimes. So.
1: (laughs) You don't even want to do it, do you? No, it's fine. It's fine. You always want someone else to do the intro. It's fine. But there's only me here. I would have to do all the intros. If you never did a single intro, it would just be me.
0: It's true. Well, anyway.
1: Could I have Molly meow into the microphone?
0: We could. If we could get that to happen someday, I'd be very happy. Yes. Okay. So our movie... It's a movie thing. We're doing we watch movies.
1: Our moon v Oh,
0: my God. Our movie this week is Moon, which yes. is what? Is, when did this come out? Like 2011 or something? It's it like, was a
1: while ago, yeah, but it's it's pretty modern. Like, it's it's with all the rest of the movies. It's not in the 2001 era. It's, yeah. the, it's the interstellar. Uh, yes. It's, it's right up there with Although, yeah.
0: you know, because of its, I'm assuming, low-ish budget, uh, of, the, yeah. of the sci-fi movies we've watched, in This series it feels the like cheapest and the least, um,
1: yes, uh, polish wise, polished, polish yeah. wise, it's pretty low, but I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like, the interiors of Moon are better than the interiors of Wrath of Khan,
0: yeah, yeah. The, right? the sets, uh, Interstellar are...
1: 2001 are really high end in mm-hmm. that regard, so like the interiors the, of those yeah. are fantastic. The space but... stuff
0: looks better in Wrath of Khan. But yeah. yeah, the stuff's, it's mostly, yeah, the stuff set like outside on the moon. It yeah. doesn't look terrible or anything, no. but it definitely looks a little like more low yeah. budget.
1: I do think that the interior of Moon looked pretty good. It's, there's not a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, but they built a few rooms and they look pretty solid. Yeah, and I re- and, and, you know, it looks better than anything in the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> for example, right? Like yeah. interior wise. So it's like the fact that they still ha- built an actual, you know, interior. Uh, I think helped because it, it, I don't think it was a super high budget film by yeah. any stretch of the imagination and the outdoor shots look pretty bad. So the fact that the indoor shots looked pretty good, was nice. I liked that yeah. they took the time to to make that and didn't green screen it or whatever. Oh,
0: definitely. And I really, I liked the, um, the robot a lot. Gertie. Yes. I feel like it's kind of, you know, this movie also, I think is very, uh, 2001 esque. like it's. It's definitely trying to do some 2001 things. But it, it, I, I thought the robot was actually interesting because it, initially you're like, oh, this is Hal. Do you right. know what I mean? Like it set, yeah. the voice yeah. sounds like Hal. It comes across the same way. But yes. it, it actually totally, um, I mean, I think the movie kind of does this a few times where it kind of flips your expectations of what the movie is going yeah. to be uh, in this kind of ple- pleasing way. And the robot was definitely that, where it ends up being someone who is, is you you really like and helps helps our hero
1: I did really like the robot I think the robot was probably the best part of this movie mm-hmm. um, it's it's like it's voiced by Kevin Spacey and a a there is just a Smiley face like yes. emoji, which I really
0: liked. I liked that. Yeah, um, I and would I loved- agree
1: that Kevin Spacey seems to be doing basically a Hal voice. Like, I don't know if that was the intended direction. I think he
0: probably was, but it
1: really does sound like the same kind of a tone that Hal had. And uh, I love the addition of the smiley face because, like we talked about with two thousand one, I don't think you're going to beat that creepy. Yeah eye thing so yeah. you kind of have to come up with something and I feel like the emoji face was a really good addition because there's nothing else on this robot that emotes at all it doesn't really even have like body language for the most part it's just kind of a block that sits there right, yeah, yeah. and once in a while it has like an arm that That'll comes come around that and can do, do something, something. Yeah, yeah. but like it had to do everything through that little face mm-hmm. and I thought that was great because it was just yeah. an interesting way to I don't know. It was an interesting way to make the robot a more, a, a different, like a, a something unique yeah. that you hadn't seen before.
0: Yeah. There's also nice little touches with the, the, this is the robot, but also it's just the, the in general, like environment. Or interior design of the place. Like, the robot was like disgusting. Like, I don't know if you noticed it, it had a little cup holder on yes, it. Yes. And, like, all around the cup holder, there was like coffee splatters and like yeah. little rings from where he had set down the, the coffee and yes. he put little sticky notes all over it. And yep. just everything was kind of like dirty and gross. And I yeah. really liked that because it it's like, yeah, well, this guy's been living here. I mean, initially we think for three years, but we, you know, it actually turns out that people have been living in this place multiple
1: for, <laughs> people for who knows how long. Yeah.
0: And so I like that feeling of just like, yeah, it's like gross. It's like, so he's been putting his coffee there for like, you know, thousands of times or whatever at this point, And it's I, I, those little details, I thought, were pretty nice, especially since if you're dealing with a fairly low budget thing, you know, putting those little details in in your environment, even though if it's a fairly limited set of, of objects and and things you have in your location, you can put a lot of character into those things.
1: And uh, presumably also another thing about low budget film is Stretching like again, I don't know what the budget was. So we should probably look it up. Turns out it was hundred million dollars. Yeah. So I was like, "Oops." But another thing about it is, it's a smart choice. The screenplay, because there's not many people in it, right? Right. So again, you you don't have to. Uh, the robot is only a voice actor. Most everything besides a few video screenshots is just the main character talking to himself literally or figuratively.
0: Right, right, right. Uh,
1: And so, you know, you can hire a good actor and all your acting budget goes to like one or two people. Again, I feel like this is a good way to make something that holds up pretty well, even yeah. if, you know, for sci-fi, mm-hmm. even if you don't have. Because as soon as you start going like, oh, our sci-fi thing is ships in space and tons of people and, you know, it's like a Star Wars thing. Right, yeah. You know, you're just not going to have the ability to make. So a lot of good decisions here, I think, mm-hmm. probably I'm projecting because I have no idea. But I'm just like, seems like they managed to get something out of this, that feels pretty solid. Probably, I'm guessing compared to what they had to work with. So I'd give them credit for that because I didn't. The exterior shots aren't good, but they don't really ruin the movie no, for me. No, they weren't not, that bad. They're not
0: that bad. They're yeah, not that. They, bad. they just they're they're just they yeah. give it this feeling this a little yeah. bit this feeling of like cheapness.
1: So uh, I guess what I'd say about this film broadly is I think that it it just. <sighs> Much like Interstellar, I feel like it's a movie where the screenplay just doesn't. This movie relies much more than Interstellar, mm-hmm. much more than Interstellar. Right. This movie needs its screenplay to be very good.
0: Yeah, oh, and much it more is than not inter- very good. Yeah, because I think um, Interstellar can can basically gets by without that being good because it's so it's the filmmaking is so good. It's it high budget. So
1: it's talented like filmmaking. Yeah, because honestly, it's, in this you know, one,
0: the filmmaking actually like. The way it was actually shot, uh, I didn't care for. Like a lot of the, uh, I noticed the like directing in a lot of places and I didn't care for it. Like it, it's sort of one of those things where I feel like really good uh, editing or directing or like competent editing and directing, you don't notice. If it's really, really good, again, you notice, right? But this kind of dipped into the, into it's like you notice it in not a great way.
1: I would agree with you, and I also, I think, and again, we could check, um, one of the things about Movie Club, at least for me, is I like to just talk about the movie that you see, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of what we try to keep, like the rules are like, you has to be, you watch the movie, and what did you think about the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't go do a bunch of research about the movie for you, Right, right, right. right. Um, but and like I sometimes
0: bl- people will add a little context or whatever. Which in the con- is great. It's we, totally yeah, fine to
1: it. uh, for that uh, as long as it's, you know, centered around the movie. But yeah. uh, so I think, though, if memory serves, this was a first time director. I-, I feel like this was a debut picture as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And so, you know, uh, for, for your first film, uh, I don't know, maybe that is pretty good. But I would agree with you that in general, uh, there's a couple things I would say about how it was shot. One is I feel like the use of the camera Mm -hmm. didn't really match anything in particular. So it felt like all of the shots were just kind of, we shot the scene. Like there was no thought given to like, should this be close in on this guy's face? Should this be far away? Should this be low angle? Should it be high angle? Should it be remote? Should it be in the corner? Should it be fisheye? Like it was just like, I don't know. We're just going to film this from somewhere. And, yeah, and, you it, know, it, and I didn't feel like there was a lot of intentionality to it.
0: I, yeah, I agree. And like there were some weird choices, too, where there were a couple scenes where there were, like, fades between scenes, which felt kind of weird and clunky to me, where it would, like, suddenly just fade into a new scene. Cause
1: hmm, I didn't remember that, but... There was a couple you know. fades that I okay. was just, like... Yeah. They,
0: they, they seemed, like, off to me. Um, but, yeah, just in general, like, the camera work was, like, pretty... Um, Lackluster. It which, was just... which I
1: think matters in this because, again, there's not a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're watching everything take place with, you know, a dude or two dudes mm-hmm. on the moon base. Mm-hmm. So the way in which that is visually presented to you is very important, especially because the character's internal mood is really important to the story. Right. We need to have the framing of these shots like back up, like the, the most noticeable part of this for me, if I had to like point to a specific thing yeah. to convey like what I mean, there's a part where Sam Bell two, I mean, he's probably Sam belt 37, the, newer one, the, the, newest, newer one. the newest Sam bell is in like, he's supposed to be, we're supposed to believe that he has like a violent temper, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. That's like part of the character traits. Like he, he, he kind of flies off the handle sometimes when he shouldn't. Right. Right. And this is actually literally said, like, yeah, in yeah. the sc- screenplay. He is supposed to be in sort of, like, a fit. He's looking for what he thinks is a secret room. Yep. And, like, it's literally, like, I would expect the camera work and the edit, c- the cuts to be... Back that up, mm-hmm. and instead it's shot almost more like a montage, where each shot is long enough to like make it just feel. It almost feels like the Rocky theme music could be yeah, playing yeah. over the back <laughs> of it, and it doesn't. It doesn't come across as rage mm-hmm. at all. Like it doesn't come across as as an angry fit. It comes across as someone spending a long time looking for a room, which right. it just it doesn't help me feel the things about the character that you're saying I'm supposed yeah, to be yeah. feeling. It just, and there's a disconnect. And I,
0: di- I think too, with the, with the older model, the one who's dying, right? The, the, the older Sam, the original Sam, uh, like well, exactly he's not the original, right? But the original from our the viewers perspective and he's like getting sicker and sicker as the story goes on. And, you know, you could also imagine there being some camera work, some, some shot sort of composition stuff where you're like, you're really feeling, uh, Yes. It's like, gro- it's gross. I mean, it's it a little bit that way, but just because of makeup and acting, not because of the film, like the actual, like the, the shots and the editing. You, the, Whereas yes. like you can imagine just really something that feels disorienting yes. and, and close up. and and
1: Yeah, like, like a close up shot of the eye blinking or, you know, weird shots like uh, yeah. that or the mouth.
0: Kind of just, you know, filmmaking that kind of contributes to the feeling, like what you were describing in the other scene too. It's like, let the, the way you're shooting it also help give you this a sense of the feeling and that wasn't it, it felt very flat the entire thing just feels really flat um and and even awkward at times like when it gets better but when like some of the first scenes when he's when it's filmed with the, with the same guy right yeah, playing right, both yeah. parts yeah yeah, and it gets better throughout but uh those some of those early scenes where they're co- having a conversation it feels like two it feels like they shot one and then the other okay. what didn't feel to me like two people talking to each other i see um, I did not get that. It gets no, but, that's like the really the f- the first sort of couple okay. of scenes with them. It gets better because they get it, they seem to get better at actually putting them in scenes together. Like they play ping pong,
1: which I didn't like. By the way, um, this is kind of jumping way ahead, but that's fine because you know, yeah, we're just bouncing around. It's we're just fine. bouncing around here. I there's literally no point in these people playing ping pong at all. It's it's just obvious. It's just to
0: show you that they're both in the same which shot. I
1: yeah. don't care. Like you know that's. That's very self-indulgent. Nobody cares about these two characters playing ping pong, yeah. and it totally—if the—it uh, totally works against you because if the idea is you're supposed to be making me like we're supposed to be watching a movie where there's actually two of these people, it's not about one person playing both parts. I'm supposed to believe that they're two totally separate animate humanoids, <laughs> right? And so. Going like, well, let's have them play ping pong because you want to see if you can shoot a scene convincingly where they play ping pong with each other just doesn't – it doesn't make any sense. It's like these characters don't care about ping pong. There's no reason why you would have a ping pong table in a world where there's only supposed to be one person. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And why would somebody have played ping pong a ton on a – Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, the instant you put the back down and played ping pong without the side up, neither of them should have been able to do it at all because they'd never done it before, right? And similarly, like, if you wanted to convince me that was a thing, you should have shown the robot being able to play ping pong, which I don't believe it could because how slow the arm moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it just, it's really self-indulgent and it's those kind of details that really ruin a movie for me if there isn't, other really strong stuff in the movie. Like, I can overlook obviously bad things if the shot ends up being really amazing or the rest of the movie is super strong. But this movie was actually filled with things like this. Yes, it was. And so that shot just made me angry. I was like, this is a really self-indulgent shot, and it's clear that no thought was given to the story because you you literally just completely forgot there was a story you were telling when you made this shot.
0: Well, and I I think that is the feeling I was getting... The same feeling sort of was what I was getting in in a few of those earlier scenes too, where it's just, it was too overwhelmingly obvious that the the thing was that there's two of the same person in Mm. the shot. And it was just like, you could feel this sort of like, a little bit of a struggle to shoot that correctly, but like also this like desire like to, shoot to, shoot <laughs> okay. it, to, to be like, oh, but we love the idea that there's two of the same person. Like I,
1: I never had that. It's interesting. I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I never...
0: It could just be, and maybe it was partly just in my own head because I was, like, thinking about the fact that they had... I, I was like, oh, how are they shooting this, you know? Um But it felt kind of... It was like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But I do think, like...
1: I might have just not been paying very close attention. Again, because the exterior shots don't look that great, my brain was not really on... Let's scrutinize the visuals of this movie because it's like, all right, this movie doesn't look that good. Oh, totally. and and I'm I'm just like yeah. looking past that. So, I wasn't like sitting there like going like, "Oh, does that actually look convincing for the two people?" So, for me, it was fine the whole time actually.
0: It was never awful or anything. Yeah. It was never awful. Well, but you said
1: you noticed a difference, for example, and I didn't didn't I never picked up on that.
0: I mean, it also could just be I got used to it, too. Like maybe that's there wasn't possible. a difference, but I just kind of yeah. stopped paying attention to it. Um, that's definitely possible. Um but yeah I just I think you know I with with like 2001 you know we kept kind of talking about like confidence of filmmaking
1: yeah yeah and
0: in this movie you can find you can feel the opposite you can feel the lack of confidence with the filmmaking I would interesting. say interesting okay um and this is also this is a feeling I get a lot of times with like more inexperienced directors you know, film film school kind of things, okay. or or sometimes like um, right. smaller movies you'll see at, like film festivals or whatever. I
1: think it might have been a first movie, like I said, yeah, so yeah. There, it probably wasn't they, as confident as like Interstellar is the nth movie oh, by yeah, you yeah. know uh, by Christopher Same, Nolan so, or whatever, yeah. right? There's and, a confidence and, to that and filmmaking. way higher budget and all that. There's a so.
0: confidence in that filmmaking yeah. too, like and there's there's this like there's a distinct kind of feel like difference in the way that. that less experienced filmmakers uh, uh yeah by the way their movies feel versus people who really have their shit together do you know what i mean and yeah uh, i think that you know other parts of it i thought like the acting the uh, sam rockwell sam rockwell his performance is like really solid
1: he's always solid like yeah. i don't think i've ever seen him in something where he was lousy he's like he's pretty reliable it seems to mm-hmm. do whatever you need And him I think to do, he did right? a, they
0: did a nice job at um uh, the two different Versions of him feel like basically like slightly different characters. They do, yeah. Um, yeah. And part of that's performance. Part of that is like makeup yep. and and the 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 way he you know the way he presents himself and and uh, so that's pretty effective. I think I like I liked the way that those two characters felt like two people at very different stages in in this the clone lifespan. And I, to
1: be honest, I I didn't really quite remember like. So at the beginning, the clone that has the, so the clone has like a long hair and a beard. Mm -hmm. The first clone. The first
0: time you see him.
1: Is that the same clone? Like, I don't remember if that clone says anything that, or does anything that makes it obvious that he's not, that we don't just jump forward to a new clone later. Cause I, I don't actually know. Like I didn't pay close enough attention to whether, because like you could have a silent time jump cut where at some point, because you then fast forward, at one point you fast forward from a a haircut scene where you have not fully cut his hair yet, his beard's still there, to him without the beard with a loop looking at his plants, right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember if the original clone with the hair, if that was the same clone or if we jumped to a new clone without telling the audience, because you could, because I don't remember if there's anything that you could positively use to link those two things together. So I was wondering if actually technically there are four clones in this movie uh, besides the ones on the video screen. Like the first one with the long hair and the beard, the second one, which is the main one, the uh, third one who's the one who wakes up in the middle of the movie to go rescue the other clone, and the fourth one who is, like, we never really see. He's just kind of lying on the table.
0: Mm-hmm. I, um, so I I always just assumed that that was the the same clone as the, the one we follow for the first time, And
1: I'm movie. not sure. Because, like I said, I think, I'd have to go back and watch to see yeah, if there's anything you can, you can use to definitively pinpoint that it is the same clone. Because it might not be. Things
0: that make me think it would be the same one would be, like, first of all, yeah, there's nothing obvious to say that it isn't. There um, might be, that. and we're also we know. Well, there
1: is like there's like beard and.
0: Well, sure, but I think whatever. we know. We know we are at the end of this clone's lifespan. I believe that initial guy is talking about like it's. There's something about how he's going home soon, with you know we know and like you know he's he's looking pretty ragged and run mm-hmm. down, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why he's got the beard and the long hair, right? Like he's kind of losing himself a little bit, right? He's starting to kind of like degrade and i just feel like that's part of it right like
1: maybe uh, but and
0: like what's the like so you would you would have that and then for what reason would you have to jump to a new clone but at the end of their life do you know what i mean i mean
1: what reason does anything happen in this movie i'm just saying like because later on we see video sequences of the clones so for example that original clone who is like i'm going home soon could have, it, it, there is a video sequence from a clone that looks exactly like it's him true, with it's the true. same hair and beard, who then gets in the pod and gets incinerated. So, for all I know, but it could just
0: be that's what the clones went to at the end of their life. The clones, that's what happens to them. They start like, no, because go. this
1: clone is clean shaven. So at least one clone kept his beard and got into the incinerator. And so I was thinking maybe that was actually the original clone. And we, as the audience, are supposed to be like, oh, that we were actually seeing an earlier clone. I mean,
0: I think it's plausible either way. I
1: don't care because it doesn't matter. But I'm just I was just trying to point out the fact that I actually finished this movie not being sure how many clones I'd actually seen, I mean, I think because there was n- not anything to really tie the beginning of the movie to the middle in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, there may be if I went back and scrutinized, but just from watching passively, I did not see it.
0: I mean, I guess it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't remember there being anything in the movie that would have made that explicitly clear. Yeah. That that I.
1: I don't either. But because you, you know. also
0: see him getting a haircut. We know the we know but you, the very, it's very, we it's know very the careful
1: to not actually show him cut the beard or the hair very much it's still long hair and beard Bef- when they cut away from that scene, I noticed that very specifically. I mean, it's true. Like, hmm.
0: But they, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right, it could just be that they didn't do that for like hair and makeup reasons. You know what I mean? Or because Who knows? the robot's supposed to be cutting the hair, but we can't really have the robot cut the hair because it's actually not capable of doing that, right? George
1: Clooney's Flobie. It's using George Clooney's Flobie. That's right. To cut that. I'm hair. just saying.
0: You know, I I don't know. I'm I'm guessing that it's not supposed to be a different clone, but yeah but it doesn't mean it couldn't have been. Um,
1: yeah. Well, there's a fun one for the movie club. Did anyone happen to notice anything in this movie that definitively tells you yes, they were <laughs> or no, they weren't the same clone? Because yeah. maybe somebody else caught it. There could have been something
0: You mean it could there. be because, you know, it's been... Um, I, I, the you shirt know,
1: had a, the same stain yeah. on it in both scenes or whatever, right? Yeah. So uh, speaking more broadly about this film... Just, I don't know. Could we move in, in that yeah, into yeah. now? Like, kind of why I don't think this film works very well. Sure. So, plot structure wise, uh, I feel like this film really falls apart in a huge way okay. uh, on a lot of levels. There's, there's the details of the plot which don't really work at all, in my opinion. But I'd rather start by talking about the fact that I think the overall plot doesn't work either. I I'm guessing. I mean, if I really meet them more than halfway, I'm guessing that the basic idea for this plot is supposed to be like clones realize they're clones and decide to rebel slightly. Yeah, it, like, it's it's almost like Blade Runner-esque a little bit in that sense where it's like, yeah. okay, like the replicants decide that they want a real life, yes. right? And, and, and that's a pretty, I, I think it's a pretty standard sci-fi plot, but it's a pretty good one if executed well, it, it brings up a lot of interesting issues if you do it well yep. about like what is and isn't a life like like who doesn't doesn't have rights like a lot of things that are central questions to humanity that you can sort of uh, th- that you can bring to life in a, in, in a context that's outside the normal contexts that we talk about those things in present day life when we don't have androids and we don't have robots and we don't have this and that and the other thing, because yeah. we do have those questions, but they're about different things sure. and it makes people uncomfortable to talk about them or it's like too uh, politically touchy to talk about them so they you can, you can transport those things and and have people have a different perspective and all these other sorts of things. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of examples in sci-fi of doing that where it comes out really well. Yeah. I assume that is sort of the underpinning of this movie. Unfortunately, I want to say there's either zero or close to zero anything about that in this movie. Yeah. There literally just are some clones, and they sort of happen to—one of them happens to leave. And that's all I got thematically. Maybe you got something different. Uh, did you see where... I, well, just start, I want to start yeah, there. I have a ton of other things to say, but... It
0: doesn't really try to deal with anything bigger than these are these clones and this is what they want. And, you know, there's some other things that I think didn't work very well that made it hard to care about some of this, too, where it's like... So, like, you're... You know, you're meant to believe that... So he's got this family, right? He's got this wife and this daughter.
1: Yeah, um, his fake, fake family.
0: His fake family. And you're, you know, you're meant to care i mean right you're meant to be like oh he you know when he when he finds out that that's not they're not real he doesn't actually have anyone to go back to yeah um it just doesn't really work and i, I no. think like so the, the the whole relationship with his wife and his daughter is like so weird and superficial that it just doesn't like it, it's it feels so fake from the start yeah like it, you just it doesn't feel like an actual relationship it just feels like a guy with a hot wife like a, like a cartoonish, like, I always use that word. I need to use better word. Um ish Yeah, caricature. Like, it's just, it's like, it's almost like the, like a filmmaker, or like somebody who's never. Specious? like Like someone who's never had a relationship imagining what a relationship is or something. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no earnestness at all to it. So you, you don't end up caring when he finds out that it does, he doesn't actually have like a family to go back to. You don't feel anything about that.
1: Um, I totally agree with you on the, it didn't work like that whole thing didn't work. So I'll say two things. There, there are a couple things you said there, and I'm trying to remember them all. Uh, cause I had a thought about it, all of them. So I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally with you, but I don't know if I can remember what they all were. That's fine. Um, so n- number one, I would say when I brought that up thematically, I didn't mean that it had to be large. I literally meant I don't feel like there's anything in that, even intimately. Meaning, even the the fact that this is just about two people in a room.
0: Who it are the never, same person, yeah. It
1: never feels like it's about the fact that they want some humanity. Right? So I'm not saying that it has to be big.
0: Yeah, it's true, it's it doesn't like have you... to be
1: philosophical. I'm saying I didn't feel like there was any of that theme. I feel like the ostensible theme of the movie isn't anywhere in it. Not intimately, yeah. not grand. It's it's just missing.
0: Yeah, because it never you never actually feel like you really know what they want at I all. I never
1: really connect with them. And so I totally agree with the second half of what you're saying, which is that the way that that was supposed to come across, I think, is in this fact that he I mean effectively it's like The Truman Show on the moon, right? Yeah. They've created a fake like life for him that he's meant to believe that he has and uh, we're, I assume, meant to believe that the reason for this is because this was the... Like, I assume maybe they tried having clones that they just told were clones and that didn't work because they go crazy or something. Would have been nice to see that in the movie. So their solution to this problem is to lie to the clones and tell them they're only there for a limited... However long the clone lifespan Mm -hmm. is, they're only there for that long and then they throw them out. But, you know, like i just don't
0: and why would i also like why would they tell the clones that like so they have this communication system but it's like a you know the 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 live communication sort of system is down like it doesn't work why wouldn't you just tell them you don't have that like why would you why would you just why wouldn't you just say like we can only send messages back and forth you cannot have live conversations rather than like planting this idea in their head that like there's something that needs to be fixed
1: well, now we're getting into the minutia. Yeah, sorry, Do you want sorry. to go there? Because well, no, the minutia, it? I got a list a mile long. This <laughs> thing is just well, banana okay, cakes b- on that front. Before
0: we go into that, was there anything else you wanted to say about the, the what well, we were yeah, just talking about? So,
1: yeah. so on a broader scale, I would say if this movie was going to work, it needed major rewrites, in my opinion. I actually don't know what the fix is for the not connecting with the character there. There's a lot of things you can could imagine might work but honestly like it's so far from being relatable to me anyway that other than just let's just start from scratch I don't even know where it, uh, there wasn't like obvious stuff sometimes in a movie we talked about this interstellar I was like oh like here's some obvious ways you could have cleaned up the earth part yeah to make that work better for me yeah like I can pretty much guarantee you that if you just like took the sun out of this and did a few things then it would have landed a lot better mm-hmm. and been a lot clearer and more dramatic and more interesting and blah, 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 right? And about the watch, there were all these little things in interstellar I was like, you could have made little changes in a bunch of places and I think this movie gets a lot better. Right? In this one, that was not the case. Like, I didn't feel like, like, oh, we could make these little changes here and there and suddenly this becomes a much better movie. Right, right. I didn't really see a lot of opportunity for small changes, right? Like, to me, this was like, major rewrite territory.
0: I see. No, that's that's a good point. It's like, you know, because I'm mentioning the family or whatever, it's like, well, I can't necessarily see what you would have done. Yeah, in that. I can guess. Yeah. And,
1: and you, but you'd have to go try rewriting an entire well, new script it, to see I, I and think, I just don't I know. I think the
0: big thing too is it'd have to be a lot bigger part of the movie. like Probably. For it, for it to have, you know, if, if you're really supposed to care Right. If he's if you're supposed to believe that that this is a thing that seems like I mean, nothing really seemed like you you really don't quite ever feel like, you know, what he wants, like what the <clears throat> what the clones want. They're just kind of like wandering around. Do you know what I mean? For, for the movie, and it's like, I guess finally they decide, well, I guess we'll leave.
1: Well, I mean, so here's some examples is that, like, I would say that you could have connected things more strongly. So so if I had to say like, let's, okay, you've got to fix this script. Like you have to fix this script. Yeah. How do you start to improve that? So one thing is like a major element in this is that he has some hobby projects. One is botany. So there's a room with a bunch of plants. Another is making a scale model of his hometown, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah. So just don't, do it that way. Have his two hobby projects be directly connected with his wife or his yes. daughter, right? So yes. the ho- the two hobby projects should have been making a, a little baby dress for my daughter, like knitting it. it, right? And talking about it on the vid screen, how like, look how far I got on the dress, right? And then the other one should have been yep. something that like he and his wife do together. So like, I don't know exactly what it would be, but like the crossword puzzle or something Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I got, I got this part of the one. Did you get it? You know, like any, yes, anything to connect them together. And instead they, they kept the activity on the moon base completely 100% divorced from the family, except for masturbation, which feels like, okay, it's a connection, but it's not particularly endearing to the audience. right? (laughs) Right. Like, right. It's yeah no
0: that's that's a great point cuz like already you just say that and the moment when he realizes that he doesn't have a family to go back to it becomes a lot more gut punchy, right? It's like you feel it a lot more, even with just those, oh, yeah. those two little additions. Well, right? I would have
1: had him found the place where the robot put the other dresses, too. So every clone yeah. makes a dress for his daughter, right? Yep. And then eventually when he finds the room with the clones in it, it's just got a pile of those dresses. I mean, how awesome is that scene, right? Yep. So, you know, I I feel like that would improve the movie I don't know that it gets across the finish line, <laughs> All right? You're still but, but, I mean, skating on thin ice here. In terms of emotional
0: investment of the audience in it, yeah. it absolutely helps. It absolutely helps. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think the movie's still kind of a little broken because I think the the goals of the character are still really like fuzzy and unclear. And and
1: well, let me. Okay. Yeah. I can talk about that too because I did have some. I thought there were some clear reasons why that didn't work as well. Although again, I'm not sure what the solutions to those problems are. Yeah, Writing is work, in my opinion. It's hard work uh, that you do every day. And when I see a movie like this, I'm like, whoever wrote the screenplay, again, did not look. Maybe it was the director or maybe it's the separate screenwriter. They just didn't work very hard, in my opinion, right? They weren't sitting there doing a lot of like rolling up your sleeves. In a way that actually I wouldn't say that about Interstellar. I, I, I suspect that people probably did some serious work on that screenplay, uh, you know, no, the Nolan brothers. Mm-hmm. I think it didn't, I think they needed to maybe change some perspective in a couple places for me. Like it didn't quite, There it wasn't really doing what it needed to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like a, a total lack of effort, right? Okay. This movie to me feels like, People weren't really like working hard to figure out how to get these things in there because yeah. it's diff. This is a difficult screenplay. There's not. It's it's very monologue or dialogue heavy. It has to work.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I think that's it's the a thi- it's
1: a it's a writer's movie. You've got exactly. to nail it. Well, I was right? say it's
0: like that's the thing with this movie is if that's not working well, then the movie isn't really working. Yes. Like you know, Interstellar can get away with it.
1: Yes. Um. I just mean I feel like interstellar I feel like someone spent a lot of time on that screenplay.
0: Yeah, there's a lot right? more ideas. There's a lot more ideas in it. Uh there's not a yeah. lot of ideas in this moon the like the things that I, I think there's a few moments in this moon in moon that um I liked. Like I I okay. think I think the first sort of like reveal of the fact that they're clones is like pretty effective. I yeah. liked that. I liked that. It's like, "Oh, okay, this is what the story's about. It's like this clone on the moon." Cuz up before that point Um, you don't really know what it's going to be about. You're like, you're getting a little bit of like Hal vibes from the robot. And so you're kind of wondering if that's the direction it's going to go in. Yeah. And, um, oh, and like, um, it was also doing this thing initially that I didn't really like, uh, which is like having him like hallucinate. And like when movies do this generally, I just, I don't like it. I think it's like kind of like weirdly lazy, just like oh, he's seeing a weird hallucination of a person and it's supposed to be freaky, but it just never works for me, almost ever. Um, And so, you know, initially you're kind of like thinking, oh, we're going down this like weird, like psychological thriller, psychological horror, whatever route. Um, But then then the reveal is that that there's the clones and I'm like, oh, okay, this is better, (laughs) right?
1: Well, I was going to say, I also liked the fact that they did the hallucination thing to a certain extent because they then kind of, forget about it, which I didn't like. But I did like the fact that that sort of sets you up to not know whether the clone is actually a clone or whether he's just hallucinating that there's another one of him for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that too, right? Um, So... Again, I think it probably could have been done better, but that idea was good. So it was it was a good idea they had that's in the screenplay, right? And so that yeah, because I guess that's,
0: at first you yeah the viewer you're like unsure if this is actually happening,
1: and he's not either because he's like, Gertie, is there someone in the room with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you know, it's got. It, it, there were a couple things that were like okay, and in general, the idea that like okay, we have clones that don't know they're clones, you know, it could be interesting, right? It's not nothing, but it's just you know, yeah. So, again, on the broader pullback here, uh, one of the things that I think this movie absolutely needed to fix is there is no climax of this film. The film yeah. literally just happens. Yeah. And there's no sense that anyone is making a big decision saying, or like, overcoming there's, there's, an obstacle yeah. or anything. These
0: guys have no goal, no plan. Like, you don't really know at any point what they even want.
1: And no obstacle. There is nothing preventing them from leaving the entire time anyone could have crawled into the helium return pod or whatever that thing was called and just
0: gone home. Yeah anyone. Yeah, the the most you get is there sort of feels like there's a little <laughs> bit of a ticking clock with the, the the dying clone, right? Like, you do feel like he's gonna die soon, but that's about... And it's not an it,
1: obstacle because he's just going to. There's right, no right, right, right. notion that he might be saved or that there's some medical procedure we can do to save him or that anyone even cares about saving him, including him.
0: Well, and then, and then there's the other ticking clock thing of the, well, that, well, that other ship is coming so they have to make a decision of whatever they're gonna do before that ship comes. But that's it. It's literally just like...
1: And that's not an obstacle because there isn't anything they have to do before then like so it's just like well we've got 17 hours to decide whether we get into this helium capsule and fly back eh right it's just it's very strange because there's no climax and you know again if I had to think about how you fix this I mean you start from scratch I think but if I had to do the small patch I think the only real way you can do it is it's got to go more like bridge over the river Kwai or something here where the two clones are at odds the entire time Mm -hmm. and then finally decide to team up to beat the, you know, the you know, the invaders who come. It's got to be that one of the clones decides that something is more important than him mm-hmm. and sacrifices himself or something. Yeah. And I could see making that work, but it's like a massive rewrite. Like yeah. this movie just doesn't have the raw materials yeah. to support an actual legitimate climax to this yeah, movie. Yeah, because you could
0: also imagine too something with the communications where, like you say, maybe there's a conflict between the two clones and then they realize they have to work together and the one like maybe who knows he's dying sacrifices himself to somehow get the communications up and running so that they can then send this message yeah. back so that then. We've
1: got to disable the blah in order to get this thing, the in order to get the launch thing to go back with someone in it, right? And so or another thing would be we've got to use the ship that the guys come on to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only way to, to get back is that that comes in. In fact, now that I'm saying that, I can't believe they didn't well, do that. I
0: think they can't do it probably um, because it invo- it's, it's more, so, so, more so, actors and more money than they have yeah. available to so them. So
1: one of the clones, right, like has to stay here and distract all of them while the other clone gets into the ship and gets out. Right uh, or something, right? Yeah. You, you need some reason why there's something that's going to happen. Yeah, because the like end there's literally film. no
0: that you know they're literally just kind of like wandering around the space station. Yeah. They don't or the moon base, right? They don't have a plan. No, they there isn't conflict really between them. So it is it's just kind of aimless and weird. Um, they're making that they, you know they 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 make a few discoveries about you know oh the fact that their family's not real and oh yeah. here's where the other clones are right so they're like learning more about their situation yeah but that's not really he- leading them towards anything in particular
1: yeah so i mean again i don't know that there's much point belaboring that because all we'd really be doing is coming up with alternatives right I- I which think is the, not
0: what this podcast yeah, is yeah <laughs> the fact
1: that i mean it's fun to do yeah but, it's but not, i mean it's, you know i think just like look it's a rewrite I think you needed to rewrite the screenplay. I don't think there's, there's no a small easy fix. yeah. There's
0: no easy fix for that. Um, yes, it's it, yeah. It's just weird. It's a little bit weird how how it's like they had an idea which was the clone thing, and then they didn't really know what to do. There really that.
1: wasn't uh, an i. There wasn't an idea. This this is this is like a, a screenplay that's a setting, yeah. but no story. Right. It's <laughs> just like we had an idea of clones on a moon base. And then we don't know what the story is about. Yeah, those it's like clones, the story is like right? they're
0: discovering that they're clones. Like the and story- that's it. Yeah, and that's and then right? one of them wants to go home.
1: Yeah, and it yeah. really just doesn't, you know. And I don't think this is Sam Rockwell's fault. Like
0: no, no, I don't
1: think the acting was bad. No. So I think like there just wasn't enough for him to work with. So he couldn't sell. You know the the attachment to the wife he couldn't sell conflict between the clones really because it just wasn't in the yeah, writing no I don't there's I, nothing there to bring out so he's just kind of left he's doing a good job sort of being a person on a moon base but there's not anything for him to work with yeah. to get a, to get drama going I right? do think I think he's definitely um, doing
0: the best <coughs> job that can yeah. be done with what he's got to work with um yeah. I don't I agree I don't think it's his fault he's I, he, I think he's actually doing quite a good job actually it was, he seemed
1: like he was doing a good job with what he had
0: it's Yeah, it's definitely the writing and the, the, the story.
1: So do you want to talk about minutia?
0: We can get into it a little bit because, I mean, I, I really feel like there's actually not that much more to say. It, it,
1: because it's got so many st- massive structural problems, in my opinion, I mm-hmm. just don't think belaboring the point yeah. It's well, useful because it's like, look, it doesn't work. Well, yeah. uh, Maybe someone, I don't know, movie club people can tell us if you thought this actual screenplay structure worked. I'd be interested to hear from anyone who did. Because to me, it it's like a complete fail. So if someone was like, no, no, this worked for me, I'd be interested to hear how or why, or if you can pinpoint why, because I did not yeah. get it. Yeah, it did think, not land for and me. And the
0: other thing too is like the filmmaking is not very good. It's not or at least not it's not particularly noteworthy. You wouldn't talk about it's it. It's not
1: exceptional, right? Yeah. It's just like there's well, a movie and, on the screen.
0: And there's a few areas in which it's actually kind of weak. So okay. but I do think, you know, it's a movie that has a few good ideas. Yeah. The robots kind of fun. The 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 idea okay. of the clones working on a moon base discovering become self-aware. Like these are good ideas, but they don't come together to to really work in a cohesive movie.
1: So I would say that in addition to the overall structure not working, I don't think any of the details work either, Yeah, uh, which is a problem. So just mechanically, I didn't feel like the plot worked. Um, for example, there are a ton of things about this moon base that I don't understand. Like, the discoveries are all kind of weird and forced. Like, Okay, so in general, you go out to service these harvesters and stuff, and you drive around on the lunar surface, which has nothing on it, and you just count on people never stumbling across the fact that there are jamming towers encircling the base, A, B... Not only are there jamming towers encircling the base, but I have no idea what the point of that would be since the people who built the base could well, have yeah. just had a thing in it that they control, which is whether or not the jamming works.
0: Right. Sort of what I was trying to say um, earlier, right? Which is like, why wouldn't you just, if you if you knew you were going to be having yeah. clones on your base, why wouldn't you just design the base in a way where it there, there didn't have to be something hidden from them?
1: But see, they actually show... While those jamming towers are still operational, they show the robot having a real-time conversation with people back on Earth, meaning that they actually did build the thing I just said, which is a thing that they can switch on and off as to whether the live feed works, which means they didn't need to go out to those towers. There was something on the station that could do it.
0: And we know that by the end, the robot is sympathetic to them and helping them, so why not just just ask
1: the robot what it was? It'd be like, I found the towers. Tell me how to disable them. I don't know. Like, okay, super confusing. Yeah. It do- none of it makes sense at all, and I- I'm so in the weeds about what the filmmakers would have wanted me to believe about this situation. So I do not fundamentally know. And I'll add number D. Mm-hmm. Number D. Number to D. That, number
0: D. <laughs>
1: which is that. They do let them have laggy communication. Yeah. Like the idea is it bounces off Jupiter, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me the entire time this person has been sending messages back, they've never asked their wife a direct question. Like they cannot produce answers to questions because all of these things are pre recorded. The woman in the screen on the screen is dead, right? So yeah. she cannot answer a new question ever. And they're very careful to show that the one or two times that he does talk to his wife, I think it's only one, and then he watches one. Like, it doesn't matter. But point yeah. being, there's two times when we see, like, a video conference right. from the wife. Right. They're very careful to show that they're generic. Yes. And that they don't have any th- – they're not answering a direct question. They sort of say something ambiguous, right, like, right, I miss right, you right. too, or whatever, that you know that, that would have yes. come across, right? But come on, man. In three years, the person never said, like, oh, how is, like, Joe the milkman? And then, like, the next time, I'm like, oh, remember I asked about Joe? Did You didn't answer, like, did you not see him lately? You, you'd get – I mean, come on. Like, really? Three right. years I'm well, supposed to believe yeah, you never yeah. asked a direct question? Just because it's not live doesn't mean the person won't notice that they're completely incongruous.
0: I think right? that's, that's another – yeah, because, like – I I maybe didn't specifically think of that, but that's another thing that definitely makes that whole relationship feel so like fake and superficial, right? Um, which I guess I mean it is, it is because it's not real, but um,
1: but it's also implausible as but a you, result. Yeah, you yeah. can't
0: buy that he's really invested in this relationship if he hasn't gotten at least a little bit suspicious.
1: Now there there was a way to do this. Yeah, right. When clones wake up, they're given the like you know the memory implant or whatever yeah, and then they all basically behave largely the same so when they talk to their wives they say the same stuff so the first recordings that you did always work always work and so then what we see in this storyline is something happens that makes them diverge and then you see him get the first message from his wife where she says a bunch of stuff that doesn't match what he sent in the last transmission. That's really cool. Yeah. Right? So you could have gone that way with yeah, it. Yeah, because like
0: I think that that also is nice because it plays into the whole like the thing with a clone that's kind of interesting is that for a character, right, for a character I'm going to deal with is, like, coming to the realization that you are not unique. Like, you, you know, the idea that you had with the little dress where you just see, like, the pile of them, right? Yeah. That you're just the same exact thing doing yeah. the same exact process that everyone before you has done. Yeah. And the sort of, like, existential crisis that that would cause would would be pretty interesting, right? Yeah. The discovery of not just the fact that you're a clone, but, like, what that means to be a clone, right? Because in this movie, all the way it is, all you get is, like, just, like, oh, we're discovering that we're clones right we're like finding where the other clones are yeah and the fact that we don't have you know it's all fake but but at no point does he ever have to grapple with the fact that he is not unique he never it, does yes. it,
1: it, it's like it's just kind of there's he's sullen the sec the new clone is like unhappy about that at the beginning he's like boxing and doesn't want to talk to himself that's about all we get like there's just not much right yeah. it's it's really really muted in what should have probably been a central theme of the movie that we really feel a lot. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, point being, that part was really ridiculous. Other minor ridiculous things to me were like, okay, so we know that what we're supposed to believe happens is that when one of the clones dies, usually the idea is, you know, the clone just gets into the incineration pod to go home before their, you know, useful lifetime ex- elapses. Mm-hmm. They're cremated, and that's the end of it, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yeah, new ones woken up for some reason, and no, there is no explanation for this reason. The there is a ladder from that room down to the clone area.
0: Right. Which for- There is
1: no reason for this at all, other than the writer wrote that that is when they find the thing.
0: Yeah. The robot like, can't use that. The robot use can't use it, and the robot's the only one who's getting these clones.
1: There's no reason that a human, first of all, no human needs access to it now, so the only reason you would have had a ladder down to it would be for the people originally building it i or guess or some
0: sort of like maintenance hatch if and they ever need to send blood why would it be
1: up? in the cremation chamber when you'd think the thing under the cremation chamber would be wherever they drained the ashes out to is what the the natural thing to put down there it doesn't make any sense and also why would you have that there if the idea is to hide it why would you even have it be something that's accessible from the interior of the station right, in the first place? Right. Make it something that only the robot right, could get you, to. In the movie you could have easily done know.
0: like he, dry, he, he he sees a on the, like, the layout of the station a place he can't, he's never been and a place he can't access without going outside. Know. So he goes out in the rolly the, just the, the, the vehicle and yeah. finds it, for, you know? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, you know, you could have imagined something really cool where it's like, okay, I, uh, we, we have to do something to trick the road. Like, yeah. Uh, again, trying to fix the movie for them. So, like, don't make the robot actually be willing to talk about this. It's a block in the programming. So the robot will not can't, do it. It can't like, do it. When it's like, wake up another clone, they're like, I don't know what you mean. Right? So then what they have to do, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> they have to fake a death. They have to fake that they have been killed so that the robot thinks that it needs to wake up another clone. Or
0: the clone or the clone right? that is like, yeah, the clone that's like dying agrees to They just to fake go. a crash, yeah, yeah, right? Oh, okay, yeah. They just
1: go out and fake a, another crash. And so I was like, oh, we gotta wake up another one. But secretly, the one both is, of them yeah. didn't go. One of the clones stays and follows the robot to watch him open the secret compartment for the clones. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because that would be way better, and it would explain, it would get rid of this weird, like, okay, I found a random panel. The only reason he even finds it is he happens to be looking at the exhaust thing and knocks on the floor and right there happens to be where the ladder is if the ladder had been anywhere else in the entire station you never would have found it like what the heck no i i
0: yep totally agree all right
1: anyway uh so other things that don't make any sense to me why is there an overstuffed chair where did (laughs) that come from someone brought that up from earth for some reason I mean, what? Like, there's nothing else in this space station that's, like, antique. So somebody packed an antique, I guess. Is it really important to this person? Like, why are there no other antiques that would be important to this person here? If the idea was to make it feel like their old living room or something? What is going on? (laughs) Like, there was no—did you see any explanation for this?
0: No, but it doesn't bother me. Uh, it bothered me. Okay, well, you know, I yeah, I guess I d- I didn't really think about it until you just mentioned it. It didn't occur to me to even think about it really. Um,
1: really, because it sticks out like like a sore thumb. I mean, it's I, blatant, no, now that you mention right?
0: it, I remember it. I remember because okay. he's like stabbing it with the with like. Remember, he's like yeah yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting too because like his bed is very much just like a you know astronaut bed or whatever. Right, it's like kind of just stuck into the wall it's very small and compact everything else feels that way so you had to have this random chair i mean i don't think it you know i'm not going to complain about it because i mean it's the least of the the problems this movie has would be this this chair okay
1: okay (laughs) you know what i'm saying
0: chair isn't making a break in the movie well
1: i think it was pretty important actually and the reason i say that is because it really draws your attention whenever you're looking at that particular scene or at least it did for me And so now I'm...
0: But we know there's a bunch of stuff there. There's like a a ping pong table, which we know you also...
1: But a ping pong table is a recreational piece of equipment that, apart from the fact... And the boxing bag would be the other one. The boxing bag at least makes perfect sense. The person needs to exercise in order to maintain their health. The ping pong table doesn't make any sense because there wouldn't be two people here. So that's kind of dumb. Um, A one-sided ping pong table would have made perfect sense. But a two-sided one wouldn't. But they're not... Completely uh, inexplicable. An overstuffed chair makes no sense. If,
0: no, I mean, what if it's just they wanted them to have a him have to, a comfy place to sit? I mean, he's gonna be there for three years, quote unquote, right? So he just needs a, a comfortable chair to sit in.
1: But why would it look like something from 1970 when nothing else on the station looks that way? Wouldn't it be a comfy chair that looks like the rest of the furniture for the station? I or are they know. like, no, we go to the like secondhand store?
0: I don't know. I don't know. To buy
1: antique furniture for the moon base. No, but only one thing. It's
0: interesting. Because I, I, I do think in general that the the design, you know, the set design and stuff, like I was talking about with the robot and stuff, is actually mm. fairly well thought through in this movie. I agree, except for that so, one piece. But I don't know. I mean, maybe you could ask them and they actually would have, like, a a reason for it. Um
1: well, that may be... It's not random.
0: Like, obviously they chose that. So... But there um, needed
1: to be an explanation in the movie. Is I what don't I'm
0: know saying. if I agree that there needed to be an explanation in the movie.
1: Alright. You're willing to let him get away with that?
0: It's just a comfy Throwing chair. Over, over Dude chair. needs a comfy chair. He's up there for so long. He's got all this other recreational stuff, like, the, <clears> like <throat> the little town. Where's he getting the stuff to build this little town? Where's he getting all the materials for that?
1: It's not about where you're getting things. It's more about what Got brought up, right? So, at some point, it should have there should have been some explanation of why you would take an overstuffed chair all the way from Earth, like because it's
0: comfy. (laughs) You need to, you know, he's gonna be there for three years, all on his own. Give him a comfy chair to sit in. Why is this that hard to understand? All
1: right, (sighs) all right, you know. I'm just
0: saying, it's not that weird to me.
1: When I think about just like constructing a moon base, right, I'm just not thinking of we put a a bunch of extra stuff on our space. You know, we we put a bunch of extra load in the space station. And one of the things we put in, I mean, in in our like space shifts that we're launching, one of them is this heavy overstuffed chair that's totally incongruous. But if you can
0: bring a ping pong table (laughs) and like all the materials you'd need to build a tiny village. Well, that's just
1: some light wood. I mean, that's not. I mean, okay. But in
0: terms of, like, I would put a comfy chair as a way higher priority than the the tiny light wood needed to make this little mini village. Do you know what I mean?
1: All right, so basically, like... Comfort, man! Okay, okay. So in your... You know how they find, like, in those, like... Oh, you know, the the expedition um, of, like, the Erebus and the Terror or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, they find this trail of, like, writing desks and stuff that they like hauled out with them or whatever. You're in your mind that's like, yeah, of course you bring the writing desk with you. So like, like, we're going to the moon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna not bring my lazy boy recliner. Like, what are you talking about? You're
0: gonna be there for three years. I'm gonna be
1: there for three years. Of course, look, I don't care how much solid fuel you have to stuff in the rocket to get my lazy boy recliner up to the moon. Figure it out, science.
0: Of all the stuff they have up there, <coughs> a, like one chair is not a big deal. Like they've got so they've got giant machines, and uh, you know what I mean. All right, one well, chair well, is not gonna is not gonna break the transport. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Anna
1: Repberg is giving him a pass on the chair, so we got to give him a pass on the chair. If it's not give unanimous, chair. if it's not unanimous, they get a pass.
0: Movie Club, what do you think about the chair? Yeah,
1: what does Movie Club think about the chair?
0: Are you Team Anna or Team Casey? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) This is going to be the most divisive aspect (laughs) of Moon, is whether or not there needed to be an explanation for the chair. Um,
0: We're definitely getting into the weeds here. Well, the
1: reason I thought it was important is because to me it felt out of place. It felt more like something that would be in, like, so in the end of 2001, for example, Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me why those things are there. It's like a weird alien idea of what like a hotel room is or a bedroom or something yeah. and so if if this was meant to be a station constructed by people who did not know really what humans were and they'd seen some stuff and they were trying to like fabricate things that were supposed to go in a rec room, then it makes perfect sense. But if this is supposed to be something that's consistent with the rest of the design of the station that was made by humans for humans, it just doesn't make any sense to me that they throw an overstuffed chair from 1970 into this, into the mix, Mm -hmm. right? It just doesn't, it feels like I need an explanation for that. It doesn't have to necessarily be a great one, but just I wanted there to be some idea of why this was happening because it it drew my attention but then didn't go anywhere. Alright. Right? All
0: right. Well we'll 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 ask the movie club. We'll see what the movie club thinks.
1: Um last little nitpicks because I think we pretty much said everything there is to say about Moom. 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 Uh, I didn't care for th- anything at the beginning of this film. There was a fake bad advertisement. I, dude,
0: as soon as that when um, that was playing I was like Oh, it's it's Casey's least favorite type of like world like, you know, introdu- introducing the world kind of mechanic thing where it's yes. like Yes. It's a well, it's one step away from that cuz at least it was like sort of trying to be, to be a, in a, an like an advertisement, but it was rather than just being yes. like a voiceover. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty poorly done. I think it could have been much more effective had they really committed to that, let's make this an ad. Do you know what I mean? It it was like this half-assed sort of thing where it really was just an exposition dump and it it didn't really feel like an ad.
1: And also, so I would say the same thing that I would say about pretty much any of these things, which is that either the story supports the inferences that you need the uh, viewer to make or it doesn't and exposition dumps only hurt. Like my opinion is exposition dumps only hurt. They mm-hmm. can never help. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion.
0: There's a good test for that sort of, which is just, which, imagine a movie without that. Like every movie you see movie that is starts- This movie is better. Yeah. Imagine every movie that starts with an exposition dump, It remove that in your head. And it's, you, always and it's always better. And it, it's
1: always better. We'll talk about two things there. So first of all, I think it hurt, harms the movie because setting it up so that it's like, hey, we collect solar on the moon and then we send it back to earth in this little thing or whatever- it's giving you that explanation so that you know what the moon base does. Right. Two problems with this. Number one, it undercuts the feeling of I don't know what's going on, right. which is supposed to be the feeling of this movie. We're supposed to be in the shoes of a clone who's realizing weird things about their environment. The less I know going into this yep. as a viewer, the easier it will be to create that feeling that this disconcerting feeling that we don't really know what's happening. Right. So adding explanation seems strictly bad.
0: Yeah. And like, there's enough in the movie already to like help you. Like you could have just added a few more things, but you know, he's on a three year, his three year contract. That's going to be ending soon. Yeah. You get to see the harvesters. You get to see them sending this stuff back. Like it's all there.
1: Yes. Number two is I feel like by including that explanation, it actually made me less knowledgeable of what was going on. If you had just not said anything, then I'd be like, all right, I don't really know what's going on in this moon base, but I know that they've got these, like, things running over the lunar surface, and then they take some stuff out of them and they send it back to Earth. That must be important for some reason. Fine. Yeah. Right? Because they gave this explanation about collecting, like, solar energy to send energy back— now I just have all these questions. All right, why are they digging up the lunar surface? I guess they must be trying to get gas because they said something about helium. So I guess they like get the helium out of the thing and combine it with solar energy to produce a some kind of – I just don't know. Yeah, right? so, yeah. So you put these thoughts in my head that are – you're making me now think about things that I don't have the answers to because I'm not a – scientist I don't I don't do geo like thermal energy science I don't know what that is I don't know what they're doing so now my attention is focused on this thing that if you just hadn't said it would have just been a nice atmospheric thing that's going on that's part of the mystery right. instead now my brain is actively engaged in trying to figure something out that is irrelevant to this plot it does not matter what those harvesters are doing so why try to clue me in to that and make me start thinking about mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to the plot. We never need to figure out what those harvesters yeah. are doing. Well, I think it's right?
0: it's it's basically that thing you mentioned. We talked about in uh, I believe it was the 2001 episode with the idea of like world building stuff being yeah. something that you think about as the writer, right? You figure it out. Yeah. But you don't need to tell the audience everything.
1: If it's not important to the mechanics of the plot, yeah. just leave it in the background.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it can either be inferred if necessary, or you know, can be can be sort of clarified later on through the actions of the characters if it's is if it's necessary to know, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Rather than just dumping a big bunch of exposition on top of people at the beginning, which is awful.
1: And so in this case I think it was doubly bad for yeah. those two reasons. It was bad both because I think exposition dumps are just bad in general because they just I don't know, they they demystify things in a way that does isn't unhelpful. I think part of the problem is people test screen these things. Mm-hmm. And then they get feedback from the audience that's like, I didn't understand what was going on. And they think, oh, well, if we just add some explanation. Right. I am so sure that that feedback is not about that. What they're telling you is that the story doesn't work. Yes. Nobody cares how, like, the Death Star maintains orbit around a moon after it blows up or something. Like, it just doesn't freaking matter, Right when the story works and it's clear what the plot points are and why you're invested and what's going on to the characters, mm-hmm. nobody needs to know about these, like, minutia. It doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, not understand the plot of your movie because you didn't explain, you know, what a, how a TIE fighter moves, right? right. It's just not a right. thing. And so I think... People hear the feedback that they didn't understand what was going on. And they think that means they need more information yeah, they need about to, minutia. Yeah, it's like, but it, it's not
0: that. Exactly. They're like, they go, oh, well, that means I, if I just need to explain it more. Like, no, I need to it need your story more. didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: didn't put enough scenes into the story that set up why characters are doing what they're doing and why the thing they did worked. Having backstory is not going to fix it. And it never does. Right. Yep. So I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter, so I don't know why they do these things, but it just always seems really misguided from a from the perspective of someone consuming the movie. Mm -hmm. It's very aggravating. And I feel like it's like a bad it's a bad fix. People are doing because of feedback that was valid, I bet, but that was talking about something else. Right. People audiences who see a movie if they don't spend a lot of time thinking about story mechanics, don't know how to tell you that the story sucks. Right. So they're going to say things that you can't take literally. You have to do more work for it what they mean. I think this is the kind of thing that happens. When you take literally someone saying, I didn't understand what happened or whatever or why something right. happened. Right, right, right. I think it's just misguided. Anyway, I think that's it.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Moon is definitely... I think of the of the four movies we watched for Space Month. I would say Moon is like my least likely to watch again.
1: Yeah, I it's did like not the, enjoy this movie.
0: I didn't. I didn't hate it. Me neither. But it's definitely uh, got the least going for it.
1: I think Sam Rockwell probably goes a long way into making this movie me not hate it. Yeah. Like the fact that for a large percentage of the movie, it is just flat shots of Sam Rockwell acting mean that there's and he's pretty good. I think there's a floor. Yeah. There's a certain enjoyment floor that they're able to maintain because it's it's not, it never gets cheesy as a result. Right. Because he's doing a good job selling the lines. The sets were real. So or at least I don't mean, oh, know the sets are real. There's enough uh tangible stuff in the shots to make it right. feel grounded right. and lived in. Yep. So it feels like, all right, we're spending an hour and a half with Sam Rockwell on a moon base. I could think of worse things to do with an hour and a half. I think he really carries the movie and makes it so that it's not like a hate it kind of movie. Right, right, right. That's my feeling anyway.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway. And I
1: guess the robot as well. Yeah, Gertie. The robot was good. Gertie was great as well. I I like Gertie. I shouldn't say. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey and Sam Rockwell both doing stuff in the film.
0: I don't know how much of it is even the performance, Kevin Spacey performance. I think it's like the the design of the robot is really effective. The little smiley face is. Yes. And the Hal
1: voice, which I guess you could say was 2001's idea. I think think it's
0: a movie that has some good ideas, Um, but it really doesn't, it doesn't pull them together into anything particularly interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts. On moon? Absolutely.
1: Are we way off base if some people love this film? That's going to be interesting. I would guess there are right? people
0: who like it more than we do. Um, I would
1: hope so. Yeah, I would hope so because I feel like there's it, we're kind of on the low end, I think, for this movie. So I'd imagine so. But I don't know if there's people out there who are like no Moon's like my favorite film, right? Like I don't know cuz you might. I yeah. mean, you you never know. Everything is subjective at uh, to a certain degree, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Um, so, you know, if you are if you are a person who really loves this movie, we'd love to tell us what you love. Yeah. 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 Let us know why. Um,
1: And the other thing I would say is that's the end of uh, Space Month. Yeah. So next month we will be doing a whole new movie series, which by the time you hear this recording, hopefully we have picked. But we record a little bit in advance. So even we don't know the exact set of movies. But whatever they are, we hope you'll join us for those. And I'm looking forward to watching them. This has been a lot of fun already. Yeah. Just oh, it's been great. Been yeah. And, th- and
0: thanks everyone for the comments. I mean, uh, you yes. know, we there's just been some really great, super thoughtful um, comments. Like, I, it's been so great to read all of your, um, your responses to the to episodes and all yes. your thoughts. Like, really, really great stuff. Yes. So keep it up.
1: I would say that, like, I've already learned several things about like certain films that I did not know from reading the comments of Molly Movie Club. I mean, not that that's surprising. I don't know that much about these movies, but it's just like, it's great that right off the bat, we have people saying such interesting stuff. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Really
0: really great work, guys. Really great work.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Molly Movie Club, and we'll see you next week.
0: Bye.